Hey, this is Michael Emery. Thanks for tuning into the Slow Baja. This podcast is powered by Tequila Fortaleza, handmade in small batches, and hands down, my favorite tequila. You know, I've long said it. Ask your doctor if Baja is right for you. Well, you got to check out the Adventures tab at slowbaja.com. The Slow Baja Rally is February 23rd to March 3rd. It's a slow roll from San Diego down to Loretto and back. About 10 days long, we're going to have a couple of nights laying over in Loretto. I've got some ready-made adventures for you there. Uh, If you want to get off on a one-day mule packing trip or if the weather's good and you want to get out on the water, we're going to have a one-day water adventure. Uh, There's also going to be a one-day volunteer project for folks who might want to do that. And if you got some stuff that you need to address on your, your rig, well, we're going to have some hand-selected Slow Baja approved mechanics, whether you need a welder or a tire shop or a mechanic transmission, whatever it is, we're going to have uh, those resources for you. So it's going to be easy for you to get whatever you need addressed, addressed. You know, it's not the longest or the largest or the most miles. It's the slowest and the best miles and hopefully the most smiles. All right. For more information, check it out. It's a Slow Baja rally at slowbaja.com slash adventures. Don't be afraid to ask questions. You can always reach me through the contact link at slowbaja.com. Once again, that's February 23rd through March 3rd, 2024, the Slow Baja Rally. You know, I'm a minimalist when it comes to Baja travel, but the one thing I don't leave home without is a good old paper map. My favorite is the beautiful, and I mean beautiful, Baja Road and Recreation Atlas by Benchmark Maps. It's an oversized 72-page book. It's jammed with details. It brings the peninsula's rugged terrain into clear focus. Get yours at BenchmarkMaps.com. In fact, get two. One for your trip planning at home and one for your Baja rig. And while you're at BenchmarkMaps.com, you got to check out all their other atlases. I think they're up to 17 now, including British Columbia. They've got folding maps. They've got digital maps. They've got giant wall maps. My favorite, and I've got it up on my wall right here at Slow Baja HQ, is the 30-inch by 46-inch Baja wall map. It's so great to just look at one thing, see the entire peninsula there. I love it. BenchmarkMaps.com, Slow Baja approved. Well, hello. My heaping dose of gratitude goes out to the sponsors of the Slow Baja Vintage Expedition. I could not do this amazing adventure without these folks. And so I'd like to just say thanks. A hearty, hearty thanks to Baja Bound Insurance, Tequila Fortaleza, Shield Man USA, the best dang seats in the whole darn world. So great to get into Slow Baja and sit down on those Shield Mans. I wish Shield Man made seats for everything, (laughs) everywhere. Benchmark maps. Everybody's going to get a benchmark map on this trip. I can't wait. Uh, Nomad Wheels, thanks for rolling on those Nomad Wheels, attracting a lot of attention down here in Ensenada this week, getting a lot of thumbs up. Cerveceria, Trans Peninsular, thank you. And Glue Tread, you know, it's a great product. I'm not big on stuff, but everybody should have a Glue Tread tire patch kit if they're going to Baja. All right, end of story on that. Today's show is with Antonio from Campo Archelon. It's a show that was recorded quite a while ago, back in February when I was on my Baja XL recording trip. And uh, Antonio's really got a lovely story. The His father is a turtle researcher who brought a lot of understanding to the world of turtles and um, educated an awful lot of people there. And Campo Archelon is a really interesting spot in Bahia de Los Angeles. So without further ado, let's get on to Antonio and Campo Archelon. It's Slow Baja. We're in Bahia de Los Angeles at the beautiful Campo Archelon. And this is your father's turtle sanctuary, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. 
and we had dinner last night and uh, breakfast this morning at uh, Cafe Siete Filos. Uh-huh. And you're doing something, I think, really amazing, wonderful, commendable, very slow Baja. You're, you've got a very interesting um, passion for the local, for the local product. So when I came in last night and said I wanted a tequila, <laughs> I didn't bring my bottle of tequila Fortaleza with me, who's my sponsor and fabulous. I uh, came in and you have a local, uh, a small brand tequila. And tell me about that. You don't need to tell me about the tequila. You can tell me I about mean, the tequila, I mean, but um, tell me about your approach here is what I'm trying to say. Uh, well, in Siete Filos Cafe, uh, first of all, I am a fan of of coffee. Um, it's something that when I moved from Ensenada to, to Bahia, it's something that I miss, no? A good espresso, good coffee. And, uh, well, in, in, in Baja, specifically in Ensenada, there's really good products. No, uh, you can have, I mean, it's a Mediterranean weather. You have the wine, you have olive oil. Uh, there's really good cheese producers. Uh, obviously, we have all the seafood. You know, we can have like lobster, bluefin tuna. Uh, we can have not specifically from Ensenada, but from other parts of Baja, we have abulone. I mean, it's kind of funny because there's these products are really expensive in other parts of the world and he's kind of really normal no so you know uh when i uh, moved back to bahia uh, the idea was to use these good really good ingredients that we have in the state and the ingredients that we can have in in bahia los angeles like the fish so and also the the good thing of eating local you're supporting the small as a, a small business you know i mean for me, it will be more easy to buy, for example, the cheese from the Lala. No, this is a big. Uh, there are a big milk company or yeah, commercial products. It's they come every Tuesday. They come right here. It's cheaper, but no, I want once a month to Ensenada to get this cheese from uh, Real del Castillo. Is the name of the valley. It's close to it's in Ojos Negros. It's sure. like twenty minutes from Ensenada, and I go to this specific uh well, tell me about cheese, the cheese producer cheesecake, who do you go, who cheese do you go? store and i buy it directly from them and they i mean it's a small business a fam- i didn't know who i am they kind of like that i come all the way from Bahia to get their cheese and i mean it's the one that i use here in the cafe so and also when you eat more local it's better for the environment no when you eat more local products less transportation um less uh, co2 in the atmosphere i mean is uh, and also it's good no it's not like i'm using something because it's only local no because it's really good it's really tasty so cafe siete filos is in the end in the end it's, it's really simple preparations but all the ingredients are fresh and local and that's in the end that's why it's, it's tasty no because it's, it's and large they're large portions. Yeah, I eat a lot, so I want <laughs> I want to be generous, no? And I'm I'm gonna say interject for just a second here. I hope uh, slow Baja listeners are gonna come to Bahia de los Angeles, stay at Campo Archelon, camp or rent a casita or what have you, and eat at this fabulous cafe. But share a plate, please share a mm-hmm. plate. I had the your suggestion last night. I had the smoked fish uh, quesadilla. 
well, I should have only eaten half. I <laughs> ate both. It yeah, was amazing. Yeah. Put me right yeah. to sleep. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was really lovely. And you're smoking the fish yourself. You said you smoke the fish, you smoke the meat. Uh-huh. We do the dressing. Uh, we do the, I mean, uh, the idea is try to, there's, um, it's a simple dish, like it's a quesadilla, but we make, I mean, we make the tortilla, we smoke the fish, we do the dressing for the salad. We just, we, we use a, a chipotle mayo, we make it. I mean, it's like we do a lot of things before. So when the we finish the, the, the dish, in the end, the preparation is, is easy. But uh, how to get that um, uh, ingredients, like that's the, the process before, that's the one that is, is, is interesting, no? Yeah, so you say it's a simple dish, but it's simple yet sophisticated. So uh-huh. somebody's caught the fish. Uh-huh. You've smoked the fish in house. Uh-huh. You've made the tortilla. I mean, uh-huh. this is what I'm getting to. You've uh-huh. driven to Ensenada to get yeah. the cheese uh-huh. that you've hand selected uh-huh. and have that's a relationship. So no? here's what we're talking about, and that's what I'm saying. It really is. It, it's different. You're doing something. It's a cut above. You're mm-hmm. doing something. I'm so excited to finally be here because I wanted to be here on my previous trips, and you've been sold out. So I've stayed at the the house down the beach, but um, just driving in. You've got the signs. Reduce, reuse, recycle. You can mm. say it in Spanish for me. Uh-huh. See, it's, um, Your philosophies. The the idea is to reduce, reuse, recycle in that order. No? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, that was my dad idea. That was um, like that kind of marketing <laughs> uh, advertising. When you come in here, uh, are you already telling you that it's a place that we care about the garbage that we produce? We care about the nature. We care about enjoy the silence. You know, it's kind of all this message that you, when you enter to Campuchelon, you understand like what is our idea of, of of a place. No. Yeah, and tell me about your dad. Okay. Yeah. And tell me well, about the turtles dad, and, and yeah. how this place really yeah, started. My dad, um, he was from Mexico City, and he moved to Ensenada to study uh, oceanography. And one time he he um, he met some people from Bahia, they, some fishermen. They buy him, and he just fell in love of the place. You know, as a being from Mexico City, like there, he was from Coyoacan. Uh, it's a really traditional neighborhood in Mexico City. Uh, you know how a lot of nature there. The big, most natural thing is some squirrel in the forest. <laughs> uh, this kind of yeah, that's in the, the, town the, park. the 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 uh-huh, in the park. Yeah, yeah that's the, the 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 connection of nature that they have uh, over there. So imagine coming here in Bahia, a place in the middle of in the seven late seventies. Uh, you have all this nature, and he just fell in love with the place. And he was able to work in conservation of sea turtles. Uh, in that time, Bahia, Los Angeles, uh, there was no electricity. So, I mean, you don't have ice to, you know, preserve the fish. So the main product was turtle because turtle, you know, they survive without water, no? So um, in that time was legal, like the the commercialized turtle meat uh, was kind of normal. You have like taco stands, but they were serving turtle. That was really normal in Baja. But the, the, the problem was uh, nobody was doing like a research about the population or nobody nobody care in that time no yeah. no in the world in general no and and when he moved here um he realized that 
the way they, nobody was respecting the limits. They supposed to have some limits in the. There was a cooperativa, like uh, a, a cooperativa. Uh, uh, so uh, supposed to res have a amount of total that they catch per year. Let's say nobody was doing that. Oh, the size. No, there was supposed to be a certain size of turtles that you can catch, but they were using any any size and. So yeah, and everything. I mean, nobody was, nobody care. Like the restaurants, they serve turtle. The tourists come and eat turtle. The same. Casadillas, Mamadillas made, yeah, made yeah, turtle yeah. soup. He was famous. He was Very famous, famous. Uh, for that. And I mean, if was, and it's okay if the populations are healthy, but they were getting extinct. You know, so now. Here in Bahia Los Angeles and, and a lot of places in Mexico, scientists like my dad and my mom, you know, they start to um, work with the fishermen and try to make them understand that if we continue this way, turtles are going to be extinct. And Mexico is a really important place for, for turtles in, in the world. You know, we have really important feeding grounds uh, like the Sea of Cortez. Also, we have a lot of nesting grounds. Six of the seven species of turtles we have in Mexico. It's a really important place for 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 turtles, no? So yeah, he spent. Uh, well, he passed away already, and he he passed uh, basically all his life here in in Bahia, and 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 yeah, and also the idea was to create opportunities. No, what what he teach me is like. Okay, the fisherman is the is not the problem; it's the solution. Let's these people are really poor. We need to understand that. For, my dad used to say, "It's amazing how we finish a product for nothing, because it's like okay, you finish with all the tools, but let's say they make money. the 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 fisherman he was able to give education to their parents or to their kids. Sorry." They have a nice house. They have a nice car. No, they were in poverty. <laughs> so it's like nobody's winning, you know? So let's create other opportunities to so these fishermen can have another option, you know? Because Baja is tough, no? It's like in this part of Bahia, you know, uh, now we have Wi-Fi, we have electricity, but in the past was really hard, you know? It's, uh, so... So it's not like we have farming. It's not like we have other way of living. So it's the sea. It's the sea. Uh -huh. We're fishermen mining. in Baja. You had some mining and you had yes. the sea. And uh, mining was hard. And I mean, it's, 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 uh, so we start to create uh, ecotourism because, for, I mean, the people in the, for example, ecotourism, like people coming to Bahia to see the whale sharks, for example, that now is like a big attraction. 20 years ago, nobody did that. Absolutely. Like yeah, the, 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 local, the local fishermen, they're like, people pay $200 to see a stupid shark that you can eat. <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, people do it. Wow. So the, the fishermen, they don't know. The, the, the people from Bahia, they don't know. If you never leave Bahia, this small town, I mean, you never, you, you, your thinking is really different that people from the city. And, and the idea is to promote ecotourism because in a, in a responsible way, but that's the way that you can do conservation in the end, no? If locals protect n the nature of, of their place, is the best way of conservation. So 
if you make a living, if they need uh, nature to have a business or make money, that's a way that you can uh, preserve better the environment. So that's the idea. More than the business that we're creating is to promote ecotourism in Bahia. Uh, is our is 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 what we're doing. Tell me a little bit about what's happening here, Campo Arshalon. What's happening here? What opportunities are are you bringing here? What people can stay here? People can camp here. We're here on the Baja XL Rally, uh-huh. and we stayed in a friend Mike Nulty's hangar, which isn't available. So uh-huh. that's that's a friend deal that I got. Uh-huh. But you you had many of the the ralliers camping here. Uh-huh. What do you have? You you have homes that people yeah, own we, or we, rent. Yeah, we we have. Tell me this about start this place. as a campground. I mean, my. Where, where we have this tour century is like 200 meters south. Uh, and then my dad become a hero member. So uh, we started as a campground because there was people who want to stay with us or help with the tour program. And, and they want to help. I mean, they want to spend a summer here and we need a place to, they need a, a shade. They need uh, showers, toilets. So we kind of start like as a campground that way, not like a business idea more like for the volunteers you know that, that they were helping in the Citro project and then uh, we start with some cabins because that was so windy in winter so we need like a, some protection of the wind and yeah and like when my dad retired in 2006 we see that people were coming after he was retired and the project of the Citro was finished people were still coming and we like um see that this opportunity in, in doing rental so yeah we have cabins we have uh, palapas for camping we have just the campground and i mean we have cabins with internet and air conditioning and two uh, a small palapa simple palapa uh, so you can have a little bit of we we want to preserve the idea of a campground too no so it's the idea in camper chelan is you're going to be outside no in no in your room no i mean it's gonna be the necessary, the comfort, the necessary comfort that you 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 need, but the idea is that you're gonna be outside, no? And walk me through the seasons. What happens here in the winter, the spring, the summer, the fall? What? Why do people come to this place? Well, we we have different kind of tourists. Why should people come to this place? Well, yeah. Well, to be honest, we're really happy, and we have tourists all year long, all year round. No, I mean it's funny because Bahia is a it's a destination is really far away. It's really nice that people plan their trip to come to Bahia. They send me a message, Antonio, uh, when you are available, <laughs> because we, we, to be honest, we, we, we're really lucky and we have, you know, uh, is is you need to reserve with time. No, you've because, I've been you've been booked whenever uh, I wanted to come. So, so. I mean, and we are really small too, no, but um, but people, um, for example. They they make their 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 plan depending of of the of the avail, uh, avail, available house what's available, but we have different kind of tourism. I mean, we have right now in winter we have, for example, people who are going to see the gray wheels in Gran Negro and we're in their way, so they stay here. Oh, lots of van life people, people from Canada or from cold. Uh, weather. Cold places, yeah. Then we're gonna have Semana Santa. It's gonna be mostly Mexican families, mostly families from from the state, you know, from Mexicali, Ensenada, Tijuana. And then we have off-road uh, Nora in 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 May. And that is a really, 
windy. It's really windy, but it's nice to have these off-road people because they don't care. They care about the race. So uh, it's funny because it's the worst winds uh, in the year, and this one probably most people are in Bahia. <laughs> and then a lot of sport fishing, mm -hmm. lots of sport fishing in Bahia, and and summer whale sharks from June to October and yeah winter Christmas I mean it's really I mean uh, also we want to keep not I mean we can maybe sometimes higher the prices but we want to keep it also in a way that we have Mexicans too no I mean the month that I make more money is in July when it's more hot and it's like 80% Mexicans no so <laughs> I mean it's uh it's it's, it's it's and also it's, it's I want to keep it like like um I mean touristy but but still for uh like don't 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 become too touristy you know like have everybody you know yeah it's it's beautiful and it's rugged and it really feels like Baja and it looks to me like some people have personal homes here that they're renting from your family or from the Hito. I don't know well, how it my works neighbors here. but no well I have some friends who my dad saw some rats uh before but uh, yeah, my neighbor mostly he do that. My 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 neighbor Campo Dages, he he rent uh, uh, lots and people. So it's Daggett's this yeah. way, yeah. yeah. Town is this way, yeah. and here um, let's let's get back to your offerings. What's the best way for people to to be in touch with you? Or we're in social media. We're in Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, even what? we have TikTok, TikTok, <laughs> TikTok. You're making TikTok videos. Yeah, <laughs> the new generations, you know, and 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 There's also a new our generations. Yeah. All right. Uh, so talk. Tell me about those addresses. They'll be in the show notes, of course. But well, Capon, if you Google Campo Archelon, yeah, Bahia, Los Angeles, you're gonna find us. Uh, and there's a web page. You can make a reservation through the through the web page or to social media too. Yeah. So can I ask you? I hear you're a famed uh, winner of a, a contest in making hamburgers. Oh Do yeah, I have that right? Toro. Out of Toro, the fish that nobody wants to eat. No, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I always curious about uh, try to. I mean, I I really care about the sustainable side of food. No, it's like it's uh, because my background of my dad was a em environmentalist, uh, so I have this. Uh, way of thinking, but I and I'm, I I went to winemaking school and culinary school, so I have this. Uh, before I was a winemaker, so I have this uh, idea of of uh, of the of the ingredient of local organic, but also important for the environment. And the problem in in in, in sometimes in, in in the fish industry is a lot of waste. So there's a lot of good animals that nobody want because they have a different I mean the is is uh, they have they, they're texture, not texture flavor texture flavor look, yeah. what have you yeah uh, so this we have this fish uh, here because uh toro I don't know if they call it a skipjack I don't know if it's the yeah. right one but it's like a fish that is um the meat is is is, is super bloody yeah no and there are a lot and every time uh they're really strong predators. They're crazy predators. They go super close to when you, sometimes you see how the small fish are getting out of the water. Yeah, and you see whole schools of them chasing uh -huh. the fish around. And you see the toros. No, they're, yeah. they're 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 chasing all the way to the shore. No, it's it's crazy, 
and they're big fish and nobody nobody don't nobody care about this 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 fish because the meat is really hard is there a market for that and some people catch them and throw it away or use it for baits so i it's when i move here and i'm like what we can do this so i try to smoke it i try to do the other, other you know different preparations and i say i gotta make a hamburger because you know it's like perfect uh it's it's, it's dark you know you, you see the meat and you, you never thought that that's a that's a fish so i always <laughs> so so uh yeah i i have this idea to make a hamburger with that and and i mean it's not like the most tasty hamburger of the world but if i don't tell you you're gonna eat it and you're gonna I, for sure it's better than some for some uh you know burger fast food <laughs> uh, but i mean you you make the the hamburger you put a lot of different spices because it's really strong flavor and yeah, there was a contest in Bahia and like uh, a, a small, and I say, I, I'm going to make the, the hamburgers and, and everybody was like, this is fish or oh, this is toro, you know, even the fishermen, they were like, wow, no, it's a way that you can eat this. And and yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I make like, they give me like a thousand pesos. <laughs> that was really good for, for that cost. But the idea is to, there's try to use other ingredients, other products, no, yeah. to balance, because everybody wants gelato, everybody wants tuna, but b there's a lot of good fish, and and we need to balance, no, the the, the food change too, no? So, so yeah, uh, uh, sometimes when somebody catch a, they're, they're big, no, but sometimes with, uh, in my friends who are fishermen, they catch a tora, I, I make uh, hamburgers, and yeah, it's a, I mean, you put a lot of bacon too, so it's you know, <laughs> it's you put tasty, enough, no? You put enough bacon on anything, it's good, uh, right? It's good, no, yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. The, maybe you, you need should to try have... everybody try a skipjack or do a hamburger, and 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 it will be nice. It's the best way to eat it. Yeah, maybe uh, Friday night uh, Toro hamburgers is a specialty yeah, 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 of the yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. What else do you uh, you do? You say you're a trained winemaker. Uh, yes, and I you're used a chef. To be a... I used to more, more a winemaker. I know I went to culinary school, but I was more a winemaker. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the Valle and what's happened there? And and it's crazy now. No. Huh? Yes. I mean, I. A I, couple hundred winemakers there now. Yeah, it's, it's it's an industry that is growing. It's an industry that is uh, changing the face of 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 Mexico. No, like you know, in Mexico, sometimes we have a really bad reputation. No, I mean, so so. It's like um, when you say I'm going wine tasting in Mexico. It's like what? And and it's it's kind of really you never think about that. But actually, you know, there, there there's really good wines. There's really good producers. It's uh, I mean now El Valle Guadalupe. They have I think they have like there was like the last year was the San Pellegrino 50 best from Latin America. And thing I was like. Three restaurants from Ensenada, two in the Guadalupe Valley. Yeah, I mean, uh, Fauna uh, got a nice award there. Yes, yes, and uh, and Imalon and uh, Manzanilla thing was there too, and and yeah, and and that uh, I mean was kind of the same like Bahia, no? Like twenty years ago, San Antonio, Las Minas, Francisco was super far away and was not developed and now it's like super expensive and it's now it's the problem is it's growing uh, 
a little bit the wrong a lot of people think it's going the wrong direction and it's a good example for Bahia for me because who never knows when somebody I mean if you have an airport in Guerrero Negro uh, international airport Bahia change you know mm -hmm. if the, the 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 accessibility uh -huh, that's that the main thing here. here it's so far away and you know bad roads bring good people no and I used to say that my, my the winemakers uh, uh, in the past used to say that, know that you go to Guadalupe Valley and terrible roads. They used to have the worst roads. But but it's amazing how people arrive to the wineries, no, and how I went tasting. That that's kind of the adventure too, no. Uh, so I mean, still Guadalupe Valley, uh, a, a place that is like my other home, my other side of my life, and and uh, I know everybody there, and and I still. Uh, uh, go often to buy wine for the cafe, but yeah, it's a it's a really cool place. So I I find it hard to to fathom and to process. Yeah, I find it hard hard to fathom and process how to make sense with a couple hundred wineries. It's like Napa or Sonoma now. There's so many. Name two or three, and then we've got to head down the road. So we're gonna let you go. And we're gonna get on our way. But name two places, three places that you really like there, or the wines that you like. Or the, well, I mean, buying. it's a depends. Is there's a if you have kids or you have dogs and uh, the experience that you want. But I'm gonna say the places that I work that I'm really fortunate to work there. I would say Las Nubes Winery is a really nice winery. Also, the view is amazing. Say it again. The name Las please. Nubes. Las Nubes. That's the cloud in Spanish. Yeah. The other one that I I recommend that I work also, also there is uh, Viñas de Garza. Uh, with Amado Garza, the Garza family, really good wine, beautiful winery. And the other one that, that I recommend is obviously uh, Casa de Piedra. Casa de Piedra from Hugo da Costa. Hugo da Costa is the Mexican who basically changed the, the grandfather. Wine. The wine industry, yeah, and, and he's a really, they're, they're both Victor Segura from Las Nubes, Amado Garza from Garza and, and Hugo da Costa, they're, 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 I mean, they, they, they were a really good example for me as a, as a person and as a business people, and I mean, there's lots of wineries, you should go to Cruz, that is a small winemaker now, he's doing really good, or Plata, but I mean, there's a lot of options, but, but, uh, I think casa, uh, for the beginning, go to Las Nubes, go to Viñas de Garza, and go to Casa de Piedra. It's, it's a good start. <laughs> All right. And to close it up here, when's the best time of year to come to Bahia de Los Angeles and stay at Carpo, Campo Archelon? Uh, October. October. October, I think, is the best one in Baja in general. No, like, yeah, it's not too hot. You can sleep without air conditioning. I just still able to see the whale sharks. Uh, most of the days are nice. Yeah. Is October is the best morning in Bahia, Los Angeles. All right, we're going to leave it right there, folks. Antonio, really great to meet you. So nice to be here at Campo Arjelan. So wonderful to eat at the cafe. Yeah. And uh, we'll be seeing you in October. Thank you for the interview, and yeah, a pleasure. All right. We did it. Okay. Hey, well, I hope you like that. It is October right now. That show was recorded many months ago when I was on a recording sweep through Baja in winter. And uh, I'm glad to be able to share it with you now. And Bahia de Los Angeles is a don't miss slow Baja approved spot. But I really feel like you do need to kind of get out in nature there. There's, there's, um, it just gets more and more beautiful the further out you go and the more time you're spending in nature there. Campo Archelon is a great place to start. Slow Baja approved. Cafe Siete Filos. Fabulous food. All right. Well, if you like what I'm doing, 
doing if you like getting to know these people, seeing this stuff in person, sitting there next to me? Um, well, you got to support the show. You got to drop a taco in the tank if you got some tacos in your pocket. You can do that through the donate link. And uh, while you're on slowbaja.com, clicking that donate link. Of course, you should check out the Slow Baja shop. We've got some hats in. We've got some new shirts, new black shirts, new logo on the front. Small, and we've got the small logo on the front and the big logo on the back. Good looking black shirt, new hats in. So get them while you can. Holidays are right around the corner. I'm sure I'm going to be sold out by then and probably not be able to afford a replen. So get them now, folks. All right. Uh, if you don't have tacos in your pocket, and I understand I often don't have tacos in my pocket, do drop a five-star review at Apple or Spotify. Say something nice helps people find the show. And that's valuable stuff too. You know, it doesn't cost you anything to be nice. So drop a five-star review, say something nice about Slow Baja, and I will be back with something fun before you know it. And we're going to go out with the uh, famed words of Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Famer, Mary McGee. She was pals with Steve McQueen. And you know, Steve loved the desert. And he said, Baja is life. Anything that happened before or after is just waiting. Here at Slow Baja, we can't wait to drive our old Land Cruiser south of the border. And when we go, we'll be going with Baja Bound Insurance. Their website's fast and easy to use. Check them out at BajaBound.com. That's BajaBound.com, serving Mexico travelers since 1994. Big thanks to my new sponsor, Nomad Wheels. They stepped up and sponsored the Slow Baja Safari Class at the Nora Mexican 1000. And I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but Slow Baja is running a set of 501 convoys in utility gray, and they look pretty damn sharp. They were a little shiny. I will admit that they were a little shiny when uh, I got them installed at Basil's Garage just before the Nora Mexican 1000. But after, I don't know, 3,800 miles of Baja dirt, they look perfect. They really do. Nomad wheels.com. That's right. Check them out. Reflecting a minimalist approach to off-road travel, nomadwheels.com.